to the next episode of the HMA Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Hughley, and I am joined again today and always by my new co-hosts, Jack Mueller and Seth Gross. Uh, how you guys doing today? How you doing, Seth? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Excited to talk some wrestling again, and uh, yeah, it's a great day here in Madison. Awesome. How about you, Jack? Change the scenery for the background for both of you yeah, guys. No, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm at the beach with my, my girlfriend's family, so I'm pretty pumped. What beach? Uh, Outer Banks. Is that, is that in Virginia? No, it's or in North- Texas. Where? North Carolina. North Carolina. Wow, I live in North Carolina. I should know that. <laughs> I lived here for two years, and I've never been to the beach. And so I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but whatever. Um, so we're, we're going to get into this bracket today. I'm excited to do this one. This is something I've really been excited about for a little while because I think – you know, as a wrestling fan, for years and years, we always talk about, oh, this dude was one of the best guys to never win it, you know? Like, as a fan, I know you guys have been competing, you know, really hard over the last couple of years, so maybe not as much, but, you know, I remember, like, just off the top of my head, like, guys like Gilman, you know, when Gilman's senior year, when he didn't win it, it was like, I was a big Gilman fan, but, like, even taking that as aside, that, like, hurt me personally, you know? It was like, dude, how did this guy not get one? Um so I'm excited to talk about it. I think it'll be cool to final, finally like put down at least what we believe is the best guy that, that didn't win one. Um, and it's not something I've ever really heard anybody else do. Have you guys seen anybody do it out there? Um, so, I mean, let's just let's go ahead and get into it. Um, what we're going to do and what my thoughts were um, are to – hold on one second. Let me pull this thing up. Um, what my thoughts are to do is, is to go through, and obviously these guys are different weights, right? Um, so we can't really, can you guys see my screen? Yes, sir. Cool. Um, so obviously, I mean, we can't look at Sam Hayeswinkle versus Joe LeBlanc in a literal sense, right? Because these dudes are completely different sizes. Um, so, I mean, we can use whatever kind of criteria you guys want to do. Um, I think for me, it's going to be like, when I look at these two dudes, like who was better in their time and like more like like who is supposed to win more you know does that make sense yeah factoring obviously you know who they lost to i think it's an important thing and then i mean one thing i was thinking about are we looking no at their career you know their whole career like post post college two are strictly looking like at their college career trying to make you know a decision on it I don't know. I think that I think that outside of the college career should definitely factor in, but I don't think it should be like the end all be all. Because I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, there... a dude that goes wins the Olympics, you know, could be a little bit easier to say, hey, he was a really good dude that didn't win a national title. So I think that yeah, it's something to think about. Yeah, oh, it's hard sure. to look at like someone like Nick Simmons who never won a national title but made world teams. Yeah ended Cejudo's career sort of thing like that like you know yeah Nick Simmons a wrestler or not think about his freestyle career absolutely I think it's all fair game I mean I don't think that it should be like you know if a guy got you know seventh four years in a row and then won an Olympic title like you know I think we do definitely need to like kind of balance the the college career um, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of it is like when they were in college too but yeah for sure I mean 
Adam Kuhn got second in the world. James Green was a bronze medalist. Bronze medalist. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know looking around, but there's there's a bunch of guys like that that had success on the world level, so it definitely should come into factor. James um, Green, Brian Snyder, first round match. No. <laughs> there's several of these that like hurt me looking at where I was like, I really like this dude, but he's not going to even get a win. You know? Yeah. There's several of these. Jordan Tyler Caldwell is interesting to me. Oh, man. Cause I, like, I don't know. I was looking at him and just – I thought originally before we did this, I was like, okay, surely like the first round, two rounds is going to be easy to go through. And now looking at it, I'm like, there's like five matches right here where I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like, I don't know. It was like 50-50 on the Twitter polls for some of these. Like, Simmons, Mitchell Port, Brester. Yeah, so we got – Gosh, this is going to be fun. We got over 50 votes on the Twitter poll, which is awesome, considering I put this Twitter poll up last night at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, (laughs) that's a lot of votes overnight. Um, But, you know, by the time this thing goes out, it'll it'll be a lot more, so that will be cool. But we'll definitely consult that. Um, I think, you know, we got three votes ourselves, so we'll be able to decide it. But we'll definitely look, we'll look at it and see what they got. Yeah. Uh, cool. You guys want to go ahead and start off? Or start one at the first match? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. So we're going to, we're just going to start from the top. Top left, Sam Hayeswinkle versus Joe LeBlanc. Um, Hayeswinkle was top three all four years. He went, what, three, 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 two? Um, he went. Sorry, pulling it up right now. Three, 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 two. And yep. he was seated first twice and seated second once. Yep. And then uh, Joe LeBlanc was five, four, six, seven. Um, so, I mean, like just right off the rip, like it, it's this one's, I think, one of the easier ones to talk about. You know, it's definitely going to be Sam Hayeswinkle for me. Yeah. Um, and you guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had he had a stellar college career even after you know he's making world teams. What was he making Greco team when he was an old man out here? Uh, but you know, he's had a really good body of work and uh, always just been you know one of those top guys. So yeah, I think that one's a that one's a little more straightforward than some of the other ones. Yeah, he was one of those guys that you wanted to win too. Um, I felt like I was like in the crowd, always rooting for this guy because he was like just uh, like one of those good guys that you can root for. Um, I don't know. It's easy to root for the good guy. Uh, who, did, Joe, who did he beat to make the world team? You guys remember that when he made the freestyle one? I uh, don't. Do we know what I year that was? That, that surprised me when he made it because he took out some solid dudes. I'm not sure. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things that also, you know, was good to say about him, not only was he – top three all four years but I was looking back at all of his brackets and he made the semifinals all four years and lost to the eventual NCAA champ either in the semifinals or in the finals obviously um so every single year in the NCAA tournament he lost to the NCAA champ uh, on the championship championship side and it was I think by one or two points every single time I think there might have been a couple overtime matches in there too so it was like Dude was always right there. So Sam Hayeswinkle beat Nick Simmons to make the 2012. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was looking that up. So I was almost sure it was that because that was after Nick Simmons had beat Cejudo, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at it, and 
Sam Hayeswinkle beats Nick Simmons for third um, in 2005 uh, when Joe Dubuque won it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he beats him again for third the next year. Yep, he does. He beats him again for third. In 2006, Joe Dubuque also won that one. And they were the one and two seed both years. They just flipped it. Dude, that's got to be frustrating. Like, <laughs> yeah. to lose to the same dude at the same place two years in a row. Yeah. yeah. I remember – do you guys have any stories like that? Like, that's just got to be frustrating. No. I don't know. Like, I, I remember when I was coaching, when I first got started coaching in high school – the first couple of years, there was this kid from my rival high school growing up um, that I, I always pulled for. Cause like when I was in high school, he was, he was like coming up through youth. And so we ran like youth tournaments and this kid would always just beat the hell out of everybody. And it was fun to watch. Um, but he got second three years in a row and then finally won it as a senior. Um, but two of those years, he lost the same dude in the finals. Like it was just, that was awful to watch, you know? I don't know. I'm getting off topic, but, um, but anyways, yeah, I think we, we all got Sam Hayeswinkle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm um, going to go ahead and put that in here and we can move on to the next one. So Jack, do you want to start us off on that next match? Okay. This is like my highlight match. I'm like freaking <laughs> pumped about this one. So we got Mike Poeta. Uh, he's three time all American, two time finalist. Uh, the one time he didn't make the finals, he was the three, or he got third. Uh, he lost to Jordan Lean in the finals, and he lost to Jordan Burroughs in the finals. So, I mean, Jordan Lean's run in whatever year that was, I think it was 2008, um, was one of the best runs, uh, like, in this decade, or in the in this century, I guess. He was the eighth seed, um, and he just uh, ran the table. Um, so when Poeta got third, he lost to the eventual national champ, Trent Paulson, um, in the semis, 4-0. He beat C.P. Schlater in that year. Like, he's beaten a ton of good guys. Um, Mike Poeta's a guy that was, he was a killer. <laughs> um, and he was one of those guys that was always like, yeah, he should win. Like, he should definitely win, even out of high school. Um, he was uh, the number one recruit in the country, that sort of thing. So he's always been this guy that has a lot of, uh, like, luster behind him, I guess. Um, and then John Trench, on the other hand, is um, another three-time All-American two-time finalist. And he was seated first in two of those years. Uh, one of the years he got second, he lost to Kale. Um, and then let's find out who else he lost to real quick. Well, one thing to remember about John Trench is he made the uh, the eye protection and wrestling famous. Or not famous, you know, because it, it doesn't happen a lot. But, like, he was the first one to wear eye protection. The goggles. So there's a movie about it, actually. It's called uh, Veritas. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually, um, as far as. Wait, what is it about? Uh, it's just, like, about his, like, he almost went blind wrestling. So that's why he wore the goggles he got poked in the eye so bad and almost went blind and so he he like made these goggles out of like i think i want to say it was like a dog collar and like swimming goggles <laughs> and made it work and uh goggles out here. yeah he lost in the finals to damian hahn and kale sanderson so okay i mean 
A ride for sure. Uh, I'm Han, Han was what a two timer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Han was a two timer. Kale was a four timer. Uh, Poeta lost to JB that won two. And then uh, who did uh, a? How many did did Lean win? Lean won one. Lean won one. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, he lost to Trent Paulson the other year. So. Yeah, and I mean, losing to to Jordan Burroughs, who's possibly the greatest U.S. U.S. wrestler of all time, you know, up there with John Smith and and Kale and all those guys. Man, that's I mean, this one's a tough one, and it was I thought it was crazy that that Twitter was very one sided. So Twitter went seventy three percent for Poeta. Um, what years did did Trend wrestle? Uh, so he went 2000, early 2000s. 2003 and then 2005 were the years he all made. Yeah, I think I think just more people are probably familiar with Poeta. Yeah, definitely yeah. recency bias because I expected this one to be pretty even, um, but definitely recency bias there. And like you're saying, he uh, Trenge had to end his season with a laser eye surgery from a completely detached retina. Um, and so yeah, that's that's crazy i just remember seeing that picture of him and he's like this giant muscular man that's like standing here like this and he's got like goggles on you know it's like seeing like amari stoudemire like this giant dude just like these little itty bitty glasses but uh no i i don't know where to go with this one man because i think my initial thought was was poeta um but man like how do you how you pick against the dude like John Trench lost to Kale and Damian Hahn. Yeah. I'm gonna start us off here. I'm taking Trench. Just wow. I'm taking Trench, man. Kale, Damian Hahn. I mean, straight up losing to Kale, bro. Basically, you remove Kale, you're a national. I mean, you can say it about everybody, but Kale's the greatest college wrestler. Losing to him in the finals, you know, and then. Just what he did on top of that with the whole eye situation, the issues with that, man. I'm giving him – I'm giving a little outside love for that. So, I'm taking trend. Yeah, it's I'll like, go- man, it, it's hard to pick because they have the exact same stats, right? They both didn't place one year and then both got a third and two seconds. Both lost to just legends in the finals. Uh, what were you saying, Jack, who you got? I got I got Poeta. And this is the one reason why I got Poeta is because he lost the year that he got third, he lost to the guy who got second. <laughs> I'm just Poeta gonna trench. Yeah, he lost to Sean Stinder, um, who lost to Jake Rochelle in the finals. All right, Dude. fair enough, fair enough. Don't leave, leave me in this position. <laughs> Don't leave me in this position. Um God, I mean it just depends on like how much how much do we want to take into account their competitions senior uh, levels. Hey, either you guys know anything they did uh, freestyle. John Trench didn't wrestle freestyle. Okay. Uh, I think we kind of got to wipe it if one guy did. I don't know if Mike Poeta did. My thing is like if you look at strictly college. And, like, the guys that they wrestled in college, I think it leans more trends, right? Because you lose to – I mean, a loss in the finals to Kale Sanderson is almost an NCAA title in itself because, you know, like, it, it, you lost the greatest to ever do it. So, outside of that guy, 
you were the greatest in that weight class that year too. Um, I mean, you know, he was there obviously, but you kind of get what I'm saying. And then, I mean, yeah, if you're, it's trend if you're looking at just college, but if you take into account senior level success and especially their competitions, because I mean, Poeta lost to, to JB in the finals and that's, I mean, that's as good of a loss as, as Kale Sanderson is. Yeah. I mean, if not I mean, better. So the reason, I mean, I think Kale's a little bit, not that losses are never ever good losses, but Kale's the unstoppable, literally was unstoppable in college versus JB was a freaking monster. And I think he shot on way more on the freestyle scene, but he was, he was beatable in college for sure. Man. I just think this is a crazy round one matchup where both of these dudes could be in like the semis. <laughs> and then the next round they have Hazelwinkle. Oh man, I can't. Uh. All right, if so anyone else in the bracket, they'd be in the final four. I think. Yeah. So good. Did you find anything about Poeta's senior level? He never made a team. Um, represented like the USA. In you said Europe. he never made a team. Never made a team. Um, I mean, with both of their senior levels being like, kind of, you know, no. nothing. Um, I think I'm going to have to pick Trench, man. Oh, Let's no. Go. Uh, uh, I got to. I'm sorry. You lost in the first round. You lost to the goat and the and, and the, the eye thing. I think the eye thing, it, it has to come into effect here. Yeah, exactly. You wrestle with goggles on. I mean, the dude, the dude couldn't see. And he got, he got second twice. And he got second twice after the eye thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah, I got to pick Trenge. I'm, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I wouldn't have been happy like, the I other like way, though, too. One more thing, I'll make an argument for Poeta. Just one last little, like, <laughs> Poeta got his third before he got his two seconds. Okay. Trenge got his two seconds, and then he got third. But, like, then again, sometimes a third's better than a second, if you think about it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, depending on who you lost to in the semis. Yeah. Yeah, I. Sorry, I gotta go trench, man, and I hate it. I hate it. I would have hated it either way. Yeah, that was a tough one for sure. That one sucks. This one's gonna be super tough too. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much easier. The next, All right. really hard. Next one, number nine, Brandon Sorensen. Number twenty-four, Nick Simmons. These seeds are just crazy, dude. And I mean, I love how Jack did it. And those that are listening, Jack. Made, like he came up with this whole list and and also seeded it so i love how you did it because it not only was it objective for us where it was like we didn't we didn't put any like thought into it or you know like our subjective whatever into it it was objective and not only was it objective but we look at these seeds and we're like how the heck is nick simmons a 24 seed you know like yeah. it's cool I mean, I posted this thing on on Twitter and maybe Facebook, and I know I got comments that were like, how the heck is this dude a 27 seed or this guy a 28 yeah. seed? People were like mad about it. They were. Yeah. People were getting upset about it. I had someone on Instagram, I posted it on my, my story. Someone was like, where's Daniel Dennis? And I was like, well, he didn't qualify. It was only a two-time All-American. He was like, well, he was 10 seconds away from being a national champ. And I was like, well, if he won, then he wouldn't be in the bracket anyway. Yeah. What do you want me to say? <laughs> so that's where, like, too. I, I don't know if, it, I don't know if if we. T- I don't remember which. If I was just texting Jack or if I text the group message, but 
for Seth this morning. We didn't have Mac Lunas in here. And somebody on Twitter was like, where's Mac Lunas? And I was like, oh, crap. Like, that's a good point. You know, that's definitely a dude that, that was one of the better to never win it. And then when I talked to Jack about it, like, Jack went by, you know, four-time All-Americans, multiple-time finalists. Like, that's the, the obvious right criteria to go by. Um, Lunas just happened to be one of those guys that kind of, like, fell through the criteria but was all, but was definitely a dude that should be in here. Yeah. So – it was cool. Uh, cool that we got him in, but that that's going to be a, a good match to end on because that one's going to be yeah, fun too. That in the future for sure. Yeah, um, but Sorensen Simmons, oh, man, they were both four-time AAs, right? Or was uh, they... I would assume so uh, for Sorensen for sure. Sorensen for sure. Yep, they both were. Nick Simmons went seven four seven four four three. And Sorensen uh, went four, two, three, five. Uh, man, I mean, this one is this one's a crazy one too because I think at first glance, like looking at stats wise, at first glance, I think it's Sorensen, but it's definitely not an easy pick, and it's like it, it's definitely something that takes a lot more thought. So, what do you what are you guys thinking? I'll go. I've got Simmons, um, and I've got Simmons because that like mid two thousands range of the one twenty five weight class was absurd. So two thousand six when he got fourth, Joe Dubuque got first, Troy Nickerson got second, Sam Hayswinkle got third, Nick Simmons got fourth, Coleman Scott got fifth, Chad Mendez got sixth. So I mean, that's absurd. Um, just the the weight classes that he was in like was unreal and he was seated first twice at these tournaments so he was in a big schedule beating these guys and then just like didn't get it done in NCAAs what was his freestyle career after he was a well he beat he ended Cejudo's career I don't know he probably made some team El Strangler yeah, I remember the picture of him spl- spladling someone is always out there. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I just typed in Nick Simmons freestyle, and that's the first picture that pops up. Um, world team member. He was a world team member? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't – this one's is diff- difficult because I think if you look at, like you're saying, you know, maybe some of the guys that were right there for Simmons were were harder to beat, but at the same time – Let's look at who who Sorensen lost to in the finals, right? Sorensen lost one of the greatest to ever do it in the finals. He lost to Zane, um, and I believe he lost to Zane in a semifinal one of the other years. And you know, yeah, he did. Like he we're saying, first period. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's not many people that didn't get pinned by Zane. So, but man, I don't know. Like another thing that kind of plays in and plays into it for me is when you're talking about senior levels obviously we talked about you know nick simmons made a world team I, while i don't think that that Sorensen would make a team um i he didn't even have the chance right so after college you know he kind of hit a lot of adversity um and is battling cancer um so you know that that can't be taken to, into the effect as far as wrestling goes but it can be taken into effect as far as like if he, I don't even know if he was going freestyle, but if he went freestyle, then like, what would we be looking, what would we be looking at with him there? 
Um, yeah. I think my issue with it, though, is that he was never close to beating Zane. And Oh, he was that time in Carver, bro. Yeah, he was. Okay, but Carver, leave Carver out of the equation. <laughs> I've never wrestled there, but I'm sure it's hell. Um, like 10 to 1 in the NCAA finals, and then he got pinned in two and a half minutes in the NCAA semis. I think that if we go back to the John Trench Kale thing or Poeta Burroughs, like those matches were tight. Like they were in there. Xander Thornton yeah. wasn't really in, in the match in the finals. Who, do you, who do you, so who else was in his bracket the year he got second? Le'Veon Mays, Anthony Colica, Mike De Palma, Panaleo, Justin Oliver, Gio Martinez. Some good dudes. They're so, good, but I don't think they're anywhere near that 2006 25 weight. Yeah, and this is where like seeds are kind of crazy because you know I, I think as far as statistics wise, in statistics in a college career, you're leaning Sorensen. But when we take a step back and look at it, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I get what you're saying. Whereas where he kind of got you know beat up in the finals and and pinned in other places, like. But I, I just don't know, man. It's, it's hard. Seth, do you, do you have a, a yeah, thought? You make your call first this time. You want my call first? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm doing it. Sorensen, baby. I'm going Sorensen. All right. So, for, for me, I, I don't personally remember Simmons because I, I wasn't into watching it then. Um, just doing the research, I can't myself grasp, you know, all of his career, whereas, you know, you guys watched him, can probably do it better than me. Um, but, I, man, while Sorensen did, like, wasn't particularly super close to winning it, he did make a final, and he does have, he does have better college statistics, right? And so I'll go with, I'll go with Sorensen. I'll let, I'll let Seth make the hard decision here. You got beat by Ronnie Perry. What? You got beat by Ronnie Perry. Ronnie Perry? Ronnie Perry's the NCAA finalist, man. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, I was leaning Sorensen right away, um, looking at the stats, but Jack Jack did have a persuasive argument here, and I'm going to go with Simmons for this one. Oh, yes. Uh, it was tough, but those names in that bracket he, he he told us about and the dudes that Simmons, you know, beat, you know, he always had those brackets in that time for 125 were just hammers. And man, he had some, I mean, not that, you know, obviously Sorensen hasn't had quite the shot yet, but he, he's been on world teams. He's been, I got to go with Nick Simmons, man. Seeing him lose first round, I don't know. Yeah. Out here. Yeah, I think that's probably, I think that's probably the right um, pick. I think for me personally, it's just, it's hard to pick somebody when you don't have a whole lot of like actual experience watching them, you know, um, especially when it's close, when it's close, I got to favor the dude that I watched. Um, but I think that probably is the right pick in the end. So it's 24 seed upsets the nine seed um, in the first round. Awesome. We're going to have plenty more of those. So let's keep going. The next one uh, we have Jake, is it Perkable? Percival. Percival. Jake Percival uh, versus Thomas Gilman. Percival's the eight seed and Gilman is the 25. Man, I mean, uh -oh. that's a, I think this is another, another one that has potential upset 
uh, territory for sure. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say a little bit about Thomas Gilman and then I'll let, uh, I'll let one of you guys talk about, about, uh, you said Percival, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Gilman was a three-time AA. Um, uh, the only reason that he did not get four was because his freshman year, him and Corey Clark were in the same, uh, place or the, the same weight class and, and Clark won the wrestle off. Um, I, Gilman won, or he, he got what I don't remember what he got as a sophomore, but he ended his career getting second and third. So I think it might have been four, two, three, um, four, three, two, three, somewhere in there. But I remember, you know, he didn't, his freshman year, he obviously didn't make the lineup because of Clark. His sophomore year, he made the semifinals. And that was the year that, uh, that Zeke Moisey cradled him up. And that was one of the loudest moments in NCAA history, if you ask me. That was wild. Um, but you know, he let, let's let's remember that. I think that's the thing about Gilman that kind of gets gets forgotten a little bit is that his sophomore year he got pinned in the semifinals. But definitely, out of those last four, if we were to wrestle those those matches multiple times, I'm confident in saying that Gilman wins that tournament multiple times. Um, I, I I don't know. Maybe you guys think I'm crazy, but that was what Tomasello, uh, Waters, Gilman, and Moisey. I think that Gilman could win that that final four multiple times if we wrestled it. I, mean, I think I think a lot of guys could, but who shows up and actually gets it done is the big part about it. This, this is true, very true. Uh, but also, so Gilman, that's what happened his sophomore year. Junior year makes the final, loses to Nico, uh, and then senior year was the clear cut favorite the entire year. Everybody just knew it was one of those like Miles Martin situations to compare it to recent years, where it was just it was Gilman was going to win, um, and then. You know, he, he just kind of slipped up a little bit in overtime in the semifinals and lost to Darian Cruz. Uh, so, that's Gilman. <sighs> Jack, you want to tell me about Percival? Yeah, so Ohio Bobcat, uh, Jake Percival, went fourth, fifth, second, and third. Um, first two years being at 149, next two years being at 157. Uh, he lost to Matt Gentry from Stanford in the finals. Um, when he got third, he stuck um, Trent Paulson uh, for third. When he got fourth, he got beat by Jesse Jansen. Uh, just had a lot of tough, um, crazy brackets. Um, those early, mid-2000s, 157, were, was loaded with Ryan Bertin, Matt Gentry, Jake Percival, um, Joe Johnson. All these guys were, were studs, and uh, Percival was right in the mix with all of them. Um, I think he's a guy that gets forgotten because of his school, um, because he's from Ohio. Um, not a school that we we think of when we think of wrestling. Um, so it's cool to see a school like this get get represented in this bracket. Um, yeah, that's that's Jake Percival, one-time finalist, four-time All-American. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first because I'm I'm. It's the easiest pick on this bracket for me. Um, it's Thomas Gilman for me. Easy and. Easy. It, Ooh. easy easy for me easy. I, I think i don't think it's hard i mean when i when i think of the best to never win it before we did this bracket right there's obviously a bunch of dudes in here that, that are swaying my opinions different ways but before we did this bracket if you would have asked me just with in my years of watching i would have said gilman and that's, well, that's just definitely a recency thing right there. it's probably it, no absolutely absolutely right so i've only been i've been a hardcore like college fan since about 2010 
right? So a lot of these guys are kind of before that. And even some of them in that year span, you know, we can argue for sure. But like, for me personally, that that's, it's him. And that's, it's because mostly of his senior year and how it was going. It's like a Miles Martin, right? Miles Martin won a title. So obviously he's not in here, but like everybody knew Miles was going to win his senior year. And then, you know, that's why we wrestle the matches, you know, other stuff happens, but um, it, it's Gilman for me here, man. I mean, he, he should have been in the finals as a sophomore, if not getting pinned by just a red hot Zeke Boise, um, you know, was in the finals as a junior. That. Well, uh, you know what? He, he lose after that. Did I don't know. That year? He got fourth, I believe. So he definitely lost in that third place match. But that was in the garden, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he got fourth. So I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. That 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 wasn't in the garden. That was in uh, St. Louis. I'm pretty sure. The best place to wrestle NCAA's, in my opinion. I've, you think so? St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, St. Louis is sweet. I is that, hated I hated New York. Okay, so that's that's we're we're gonna get off track for a second, but I gotta ask about that. You guys wrestled in the tournaments, obviously. So out of the you guys I guess wrestled in all the same tournaments, right? No, you guys, I no, I was I was medical redshirt one year. Okay. Um what what were you guys' favorite and worst place? I hated New York. Why I hated, not like it? <laughs> It what was, it was stuffed up in there they had us warming up in a little theater place and it was weird and I, I, it that was my first time out in new york for more than you know swinging by there so it was like i don't know it was it, i don't know I didn't, I didn't love it for sure was but it's not it's not like i went back i've been back out to new york to train and stuff and it's much better once you're there for a few days but straight up just looking at the venue it was super I don't know. Not a lot of space for the athletes. I felt like was was that the year? Was that the the first year you made the finals? Nope. That's the round of twelve year when I was round at one forty one. Yeah, I would say the year that I got, I was round of twelve. I hate that one the most. I hate Cleveland. I hate. <laughs> That's Cleveland. my favorite, dude. dude I loved <laughs> Cleveland. Loved I was, it. I'm pretty close with D Camillo, mm -hmm. and uh, he's from Cleveland. And yeah. I'm like, how do you live here? <laughs> Like, my sister actually lives in Cleveland, so I go out to Cleveland all the time. You still, like, get, like, yeah, this is my city, pretty yeah, much. Dude, I love going. That's why I love going and visit her. We'll just drive on through, man, and I'm just like, oh, this place is tight. <laughs> but I like, I like Cleveland. I thought, I mean, as far as venue goes, you know, it was walking distance from the hotels, and it was, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously, when it drive across town. What's that? There were two different hotels, and I guess we had to drive. For real? Yeah, so it was terrible. Pittsburgh, we were walking. Um, yeah, how was Pittsburgh? Obviously, that's the one I was out for. I really liked Pittsburgh. The venue was sweet. Um, I also did pretty well there. I mean, it's really just how well you do, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I beat Dance in the Quarters, too, at St. Louis, like that was the best I've ever felt after a wrestling match. Because like, I don't was, like pumped. I, I don't know why you hear people like uh, maybe the FRL guys, but like several people, whenever you talk about St. Louis, they're like, oh, it's back in St. Louis this year. I'm like, dude, let's just have it in St. Louis every year. Like St. Louis is awesome. Good job, man. They, Omaha for, uh, for baseball. Yeah. It's, it's right in the middle. Easy to get to. And 
the whole city shuts down for wrestling. I think that's the coolest part. Everyone I knows. That. I mean, that's that's the first ever NCAA tournament I went to as a kid was in St. Louis. So Damn. I love it. I, I loved in the rope. Like you're talking about, I loved Cleveland, man. Cleveland was one of my favorite years that I went. Um, and I've been, I've been like eight or nine years now, but like, I love Cleveland. It was so much fun. Our, that was actually the, the coolest hotel I stayed in. So whenever we go, I go with my dad and my dad's best friend. Um, and they usually like split it. And so, you know, one of them will buy tickets and one of them will buy the hotel. And that way, you know, instead of getting kind of, you know, average things, like we'll get really good seats and a, a nice hotel. Um, cause they'll kind of both like go all in on one thing. And so we stayed at the Ritz that year and it was, the Ritz is awesome. But like my favorite part of it was one, one night. So we're out, you know, we're at a bar until like 2 AM or something. And I was just, I checked out. I was like, all right guys, I'm done. I got to go home. Like I'm going to feel awful tomorrow. And so I went back and went up, went to sleep. And I remember waking up at like 7 AM and my dad stumbling in the room. And I was like, I'm sitting here like I was too tired to, to wake up and talk to him but I'm sitting here in my mind thinking like my dad like meet a lady friend or something like what's going on like <laughs> what's what's the deal why is he coming back so late um and I woke up later and talked to him and apparently what happened was he had made it back to the hotel and then sat at the bar in the hotel lobby and drank and he fell asleep on the couch in the lobby and so just like passed out in the lobby on the couch. And he said he woke up because some nurse or not nurse uh, maid was like poking him and like, you must leave. You must leave. She thought he was some like homeless guy that had just shacked up on the couch. Um, so it was hilarious. But yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool places, man. I, uh, man, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. They, they picked some good venues. I'm excited to go to Detroit, honestly, because I don't know, like every time that I've thought like I don't I don't know how this city's gonna be, it's always turned out to be cool. So I don't know. But it is what it is. So let's let's talk about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, back back yeah. to the matchup. <laughs> I'm gonna put the pressure on Jack. I'm gonna go Percival and now Jack's gotta make the decision here. So my issue is that Gilman got beat by Zeke Moisey. And I really wasn't in Zeke's bracket until like later in his career and he kind of was like downhill. And obviously this run was amazing, but I think that loss really hurts him. Um, he Man. might be one of the greatest regular season wrestlers ever for sure. But his postseason, like, I mean, he just, he just kind of chokes. I don't know how else to put it. Um, Think about the the Moisey, how you said. Yeah, that's definitely not the greatest loss when you look back at the whole career. But I, I would definitely argue that that Moisey in that tournament was like, until the finals, was kind of like Cody Brewer was that one year. Just for that finals, right? Not talking about the season, not talking about the whole career, but just up until that finals for that tournament, dude was on fire. I think that Percival has better losses. I, is there a better loss though? Like, I do, do what? Who's Thomas Gilman's best win in college? Best. I mean, look at the resume of people he's beaten, man. I mean, he stuck NATO in the semifinals. Let's look. He stuck NATO. He beat him in overtime. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. 
<laughs> it was an overtime match. It's not like we just went out and pinned them. <laughs> okay. Well, either way, all three of the national tournaments that Gilman wrestled in, he lost to Zeke Moisey. Obviously, Moisey didn't win it. But I'm going to, again, argue that that's one of the hottest NCAA tournaments in the last decade. Um, and then, you know, he lost to Nico in the finals, and he lost to Darian Cruz the senior year who Cruz ended up winning. Um, what did he lose to, though, for – do we figure out who he lost to in the third-place match? Um, it was Alan Waters. Yeah, that's right. Like 8-4 or something. Yeah, 8-4. Okay. Oh, so he, he beat – hold on. He's beat <laughs> I'm ready to make my decision. Right. No, I don't care about your decision. Hold on. He beat Nation. <laughs> he beat Nation, right? He beat uh, – he's beaten Waters. He beat Nation. Joey Dance. Nation. Huh? Well, is this regular season or postseason? He, he beat Nashon in the postseason. He beat him at the NCAA championships. He pinned him at the NCAA championships as a sophomore. Was that the year that – what that's, year was that? That's the year he lost to Moisey. He pinned Nashon. Nashon had it. I mean, that's, was, that, that's the last year I think Nashon was at 125. And he said yeah. Well, he had another win over Nashon earlier that year in the duel, uh, three to one. Well, I think know. it was just the weight that was messing with Nashon at 25. Yeah. He has multiple. Next year, he was almost unstoppable. That's a win that's like multiple like, wins over Tomasello, multiple wins over Lizak. You know, he lost to Nico, but he did he ever beat Nico? I think they only wrestled twice. I think he lost both by by like one or two points. Okay, um, I'm ready to make my decision. The 04 157 pound weight class. I'm going to read it off. Gentry one, Percival second, Bertine third, Alex Terrapelli fourth, Johnny Hendricks fifth, Travis Paulson sixth, Philip Simpson eighth. That's loaded. Philip Simpson was a finalist. I got Jake Percival. Um, I've got Jake Percival because. You are breaking my heart, dude. Yeah, this dude's going to be crying the rest of the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Breaking my heart. Yeah. You thought Gilman know. was about to win the whole bracket, huh? I didn't think he'd win the whole bracket, but I was like, I, I had him in my mind penciled in until at least Hayeswinkle. <laughs> I think that if I chose Gilman, I would have chosen Gilman over Simmons. But I don't think I'll choose Percival over Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think Gilman, I mean, like Jack said, I think the hard thing about him is he just never – I don't know. He always had a slip up at the NCAAs. Like, his, 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 his regular seasons were unreal, and then it was like – He know. underperformed at NCAAs. I that. feel like that's an Iowa thing, man. Like, look at Marinelli. Like, same deal. Like, just unstoppable, and then he gets to the tournament, and it's just – I don't know. I got yeah. a lot of hate for that pick. They were like, wow, that's a reach. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I got like four or five people just like harassing me about the Marinelli pick. Okay. There, that should you should get no crap for that because like it's a good. It's a solid pick. I it's mean, a solid Mackay pick. I mean, we both picked Makai, but like I can agree with Makai. Like, who knows? You know, the the dude could come back and and not place three years in a row, and I wouldn't be like blown away. I mean, I think obviously he could I, he could win four, right? The dude's awesome and has so much talent, but. There's a there's a very big level of not knowing right now with him, you know. Hmm. I don't we don't know. know how good he's gonna be. He lost to Massa in freestyle, and Massa's in that weight weight class unless he bumps up. Yeah, but yeah. 
Anyways. All right. Well, you broke my heart and I'm like, oh, I'm. This one's close. I want to quit. Um, okay. Tyler Caldwell, Isaac Jordan. You say this one's close? I, I do think this one's close because. Explain yourself. Uh, Isaac Jordan's a four time All American and a finalist. And I mean. Look who he lost to. Freaking loaded weights. I think that if we're going off how we've been going and who Tyler Caldwell's lost to, um, it's going to be Caldwell. But I still think Isaac Jordan is legit. And I think 29 seed, he would beat a lot of these guys. Absolutely. Was Caldwell a four time All American? Yeah. Yeah, they're both four time. So Tyler Caldwell is one of the few that are four time AA, uh, two time finalists. But I think it's just him and um, Brian Snyder, I want to say. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, obviously we know that, that Cobble started his career at OU uh, and then transferred to Oklahoma State. He made a final for both teams, and he lost to – I know he lost to David Taylor his senior year, but at OU, didn't he lose to Burroughs? Yeah. I think it was Burroughs. It was um, it was really close in the Big 12 finals. Yeah, and so I mean, dude lost I, to... I agree. I think that Isaac Jordan would beat a lot of the other dudes ahead of him, but Caldwell's resume resume and who he lost to is really hard to I'm going I mean I'm going Caldwell, but it, it's I mean Jordan had a heck of a career and he's got to be up there, but Yeah, he's legit. Um I think Caldwell's especially who's in his quarter. I think it's going to be a pretty good run for him. Yeah, I got Caldwell as well. Um, it's it's one of those that, like you guys are saying, I could put Isaac Jordan in several other places in this bracket and pick him to win his first round matchup. Um, you know, but it, he's 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 against a guy right now that, in my mind, I think Caldwell is one of the favorites to win this bracket. So, I mean, I, I just he can't win this one. Sucks. Yeah. I don't know. What, when you guys look at the bracket, do you think I'm crazy for saying Cobble's one of the favorites to win it? I mean, I think he's got – I mean, he can't get much a better resume than a four-time AA, two, two-time finalist without being in the conversation. So, yeah. I, I did think like that, but uh, I talked to Trent. So, I've been working at Trent's house, like, doing manual labor and stuff yeah. this summer. And uh, I was like, so we're doing this segment on best to never win it do you have any ideas on like guess who's first seed guess who's second seed sort of thing and he's uh, he's going better not be that mother effer uh tyler caldwell <laughs> i was like no uh, <laughs> at first i thought he was gonna be the one seed and i was like no and i was like but why why do you not think he's very good and he was like well he put up some good points i can't remember exactly i'm gonna bring it up next segment i guess and talk to him more about it but I think it'd be interesting to bring someone like him on yeah these guys because i mean uh we don't really have that perspective um but for sure he was saying, like like caldwell although he lost to david taylor and uh jordan burroughs was like he never beat these guys like uh i mean who's caldwell's best win necessarily not just his best loss yeah which is something yeah. i think that should be in, in play for sure should definitely um i don't know it's yeah it, it's hard to argue though with i mean the bet the losses that he had and how close they were you know it'd be one thing if he was getting beat up 
by Burroughs and Taylor, but you know, how close they were too is is that's that's hard to, to throw out. Um, yeah. But we all got Caldwell. Move on. 13, Adam Kuhn versus 20, Nick Amuchastegui. I think this one's definitely a, a one that's hard to talk about. Um, I mean, they're both two-time finalists. Mm. I don't know. Like, where, where are we starting with this one? Do you guys have any thoughts? Yeah, I'll, I'll give the, load, the rundown on Amuchastegui. So, fourth, second, second. But his seeds were unseeded, seventh, and third. Um, got beat by Ruth in the finals once. I don't know if it was twice. It might have been a different guy. I'm going to check real quick. But, I mean, he was a guy that was just had an exponential uh, jump at NCAAs his, I guess, sophomore year. Yeah. Um, someone that went from a, a no seed to a fourth. Um, that's pretty good wins for sure. And then second, second. Um, so very legit, uh, very tough competitor. Um, always turned it on in NCAAs. I think it's cool. You're also like, I think this is another guy kind of talking about like Percival was, um, where it's cool to see a Stanford guy in here. You know, yeah. you know, it's um, obvious. John that we're gonna... was the other guy that he lost to. John Reeder? Yes. He beat, okay, this is actually going to shock y'all, I think. Um. No, never mind. I, I don't know if he won by default or if he won by fall against Ed Ruth in the quarters. It says WDF, but it doesn't say fall. At least it's not WTF. Yeah, that would be weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> no, but, I guess, yeah, he had to go through Ed Ruth to make the finals and Mac Lunas. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Nick Heflin was actually – Nick Heflin, Ed Ruth, Mac Lunas, and then John Reeder in the finals. Those, that's man. a tough ride. Holy smokes. Colby Reader beat up on him in the finals, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it was 10-3. It wasn't close. Okay, so I'll say real quick that – I so I've in my basement, I have a wrestling mat, and I've been working out down here a lot. Uh, you guys talking about Reader, uh, and uh, I was thinking about Garland also. So both of you guys as coaches, even Bono. So I've listened to – the wrestling changed my life podcast. If you guys haven't heard it, I'd definitely go check it out. Uh, but all of your guys, all of your coaches have been on there and I've been got, I got in the habit of listening to it while I'm working out, dude, these guys, I was listening to, to John reader the other day while I'm working out and I'm doing burpees and I'm like, so jacked. I'm about punching the ceiling every time I do a burpee. Like I was like, this guy has just got me wanting to just yeah, blow through this he's ceiling. Like that all the time too. He just fired me, dude. That dude, yeah. he's a wild man, dude. The workouts he's still doing, like, he, he's going to get up and, like, bike 60 miles and run half a marathon. Yeah. But he's, wow, like – He's just right out here. I love listening to these things, man, because he's talking about, like, oh, every morning I get up at, like, 4.30 or 5, and I go on my five-mile run, and I'm sitting here, like, I could do that. I can do that. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, um, it tastes crazy, man. That dude, like, so we ha we would have our, like, 5.45 a.m. workouts, and this dude will be, like, over that 4.45, getting his workout in before our workout. And, like, he's a wild man. He's, he's, he's awesome, you know. Being around somebody like that is, is awesome. Yeah. But, all right, so we heard of Murch Steggy. Um, now, Adam Kuhn, I think, you know, this is definitely a, a recency thing. A lot of people know Adam Kuhn. Um, he was a two-time finalist. He got second, third, second. 
Um, I don't know what happened as a freshman. I, I don't know if he wrestled or got beat out of the lineup. Or I beat I, in round of twelve. Round okay, so round of twelve. All right, so round of twelve, three two three. Um, he lost in, in both the finals matches. I think it's really important. You know, we're talking about the guys that Amuchastegui, you know, beat or lost to, or was in the same bracket. Um, the same goes with Kuhn. He had some pretty pretty stout competition, right? His finals matches, he lost to Gwizdowski, uh, and then he lost to Kyle Snyder, right? So the two dudes he lost to in the finals have a combined five titles um, and are two of the best heavyweights in the recent, you know, however many years you want to talk about. Um, yeah. So he's he's super close to being a multiple-time national champ. I mean, he and even in his junior year when he got third, he lost in the semis to Kyle Snyder, I believe. Um, yeah. So... I'm going to jump in here right away and say that I got Adam Kuhn. He straight up for the fact this dude beat Kyle Snyder. He was a finalist twice. It's hard to, it's hard to get a better resume than that. So I got, I got Kuhn. I'm going to say something about Amuchasegi. I just watched him wrestle Ed Ruth because I wanted to see what happened. Um, he was winning 9-2 at the end of the second period um, with a bent leg turf, and Ruth just – called the match so i mean he's kicking the crud out of him and then ruth ended up getting whatever that year but i think that's i'm gonna go adam coon i think but i mean you're right kyle snyder win is a like yeah he does yeah (laughs) that i think it's important to say though for that much steggy you know that he was beating up on ruth but we just had david taylor on the podcast um, for the for the finals uh, show ago, and he was talking about Ruth a little bit, and he said, you know, kind of at times there was like Ruth wasn't fully into it. You know, he was one of those guys that like when he was into it and and going, he like killed everybody. Um, but I think he said some. I, I don't want to misquote him, but I'm pretty sure he said something about his his freshman year, just kind of like you know being half in, half out, not really like all committed. Um, so that's definitely a different Ed Ruth than we're used to. Um, I think, man, before this, I was easily Coon. And you bringing up those names that are in the bracket, man, I I think this is so close. I'm going to go Coon. I mean, obviously, it's Coon anyways, um, but I'm super close to, to going to Muchastegi there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Coon, 3-0. Okay, the next year, I just want to – I've still got Coon mm-hmm. because I, I think that he's a stud – but I want to just say some more about Amuchastegui. He ended up beating Chris Perry in the semifinals the next year. That's all. It, all right. You know what? It's it's all right. resume. It, it is. It. I think he's another dude that, you know, would knock but off a lot of other guys. But Kuhn beating a freaking Olympic champ, man. Man. I'm still bitter about the Poeta thing, man. You're <laughs> bitter about Poeta. I'm bitter about Gilman. All right. Look at this. <laughs> On the, uh, the the Twitter poll, Thomas Gilman, 91%. Don't get me started about Iowa Twitter, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. Dude, hey, is, okay, I can't even tag Iowa in this. They won't let me tag them. So, they, I don't know. How was your decade duels uh, Twitter polls with the Iowa Penn State? Iowa Penn State. Oh, I didn't put one up for Iowa Penn State. I, I uh, you know, I was very, very consistent and forgot the finals. Um, my uh my life's crazy right now man all of those matches because iowa freaking twitter is prevalent yeah no for sure strong (laughs) i'll give you that but 
whatever. Um, uh, all right. So yeah, Twitter had Kuhn 87%. Definitely a recency bias for sure. Um, but we all got Kuhn. All right. Next one. Number 12, Eric Tannenbaum. Number 21, Robert Hamlin. Jack, you might have to fill us in on both of these dudes. <laughs> okay, so I actually have a cool story about Eric Tannenbaum. So Michigan was in my top three. I was very interested. And I was like, you know Eric Tannenbaum? Like, he went from 141 to 165 in a year. Didn't even take a red shirt. And I was like, how the heck did this guy grow that much? Because, like, I'm 120 sopping wet at this point and, like, want to get big. And he was like, they are like, well, he was a vegetarian and he started eating meat. And I was like, are you serious? That's, I should have been a vegetarian my whole life. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we got fourth, sixth, fourth, and second for Tannenbaum. And he definitely got a lot better near the end of his career. Lost to Mark Perry in the finals. Um, actually beat Mark Perry at the Big Tens two weeks yeah, before. I remember that. I remember that. Um, very good wins. Very solid wrestler um, all around. And then... I'm sure he has more wins. He was in that mix with uh, Johnny Hendricks and Mark Perry and, and those guys, uh, Paulsons. Um, and then we got Robert Hamlin, second, fourth, second. And he was seated second, second, third. Um, Did we ever go back and look at it? Because I'm like almost kind of, for sure that Hamlin lost to Ruth both times in the finals. I'm going to look. Huh? Like, I mean, found out that Ruth beat. Um, I'm 95% sure. Found out that Ruth would be a Muchastegi in one of them. Yep. But so that's 2012. So 2013. Uh, Ruth beats Hamlin 12-4. Yeah, it had to be 2011 then. I guess 2014 Hamlin gets fourth. Uh, um, let me check. No, I guess it's not 2014. I think it's 2011. Um, that he gets the, fourth. Because that he got. Second, maybe. No, that was Muchastegi. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. Because Ruth got third that year. Okay. So, yeah, it had to be that next year then. Um, and, but uh, while he finds that, you know, either way, Hamlin made two finals. Man, this is like, this is another one of those matchups that I'm looking at and I'm looking, I'm going statistically, I don't, how did Hamlin go 21 and Tannenbaum go 12? I mean, I, it's because Hamlin had a year where he didn't AA for sure. Um, but, you know, Hamlin made two finals. Tannenbaum made one. And you know, Tannenbaum seeded nine, nine seeds above him. That's crazy. Um, I got I to gotta hear who that other finals loss is for Hamlin yeah, before I make yeah. a decision. Right. Seth, do you have any, any input on it or any thoughts? I'm thinking – I think this is a really – really close one here versus you know the four-time AA versus the three-time AA where the three-time might have a few you know where he lost to really good guys but I mean they've both been finalists so this is a tricky one for me I'm not super familiar with either either guys but yeah and you said um, that who did Tannenbaum lose to in the finals you said Perry lost to Perry and he beat Perry okay um so, Quentin Wright was the other one. So he lost to Quentin Wright in the finals at 84, and that's why I couldn't find it. Okay. Uh, and then 2012, he got fourth at 84 again, lost to Austin Trotman for third in overtime. And then 
he lost to Ruth in the finals 12-4. Okay, so he lost to Quentin Wright and he lost to Ed Ruth. Again, five national titles between the two guys he lost to. I, I, I just – there's obviously a case for Tannenbaum, but personally I, I am, it's hard to get past that level of competition and how well he performed. I'm going to go Hamlin. What are you guys thinking? I've got Tannenbaum. Um, I think the Trotman loss hurts Hamlin. Um, I'm going to pull up Tannenbaum's stats, but uh, I'm going to leave it to you, Seth. <laughs> um, trying to find I'm going to go Tannenbaum just because he did have a win over Perry for sure. I mean, that's a big one. I, I like to look at who did they – who's a really good guy they beat is, I think, a big factor on how good they are. And, you know, so, you know he could have – you know, that finals match he wrestled a couple weeks later against Perry, you know, dude he beat. So, it's like he's right there for sure. Um, was Hamlin ever – you know, what was it close with Ed Roos? I can't, I can't remember too much, but I'm going Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum beat Mac Lunas in the semis that year that he lost to Perry too in the finals. Okay, that's he, I like to yeah. I think I think I think uh, good wins are a big bigger factor than who you lost to. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay, so Tannenbaum moves on. Uh, that was definitely a, a close one. It could gone could have gone both ways, but yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I voted Hamlin, but I can definitely see that. Um, all right. Number five, Brian Snyder versus number 28, James Green. James Green is the, what, fourth or fifth lowest seeded dude in this bracket. Um, and this is, this is a cool one because I think this is where uh, senior level success comes in, right? Um, because, you know, I'll, I'll talk about James Green here for a second and then I'll let one of you guys jump in on Snyder. Um, but James Green – um, I, I don't have it pulled up. I can, but I believe it's, he went seven, seven, three, three. Um, and I'll, let me check. Yeah. Seven, seven, three, three. Um, and I, I can't remember what seeds he was, cause, but I know he was a one seed one year when he got pinned by Dylan Ness. Um, and what was definitely another one of those guys in college where he was kind of expected to win a title at maybe multiple times. Um, and you know, for whatever reason, got upset or, you know, it didn't happen. Um, definitely, definitely one of the best dudes to never make a final for sure. Um, and then obviously you throw in the, the senior level success where, you know, he got, um, I think he got second in the world one year and I know he got world bronze. Yeah. Uh, second and third. Yeah. So he's been one of the top dudes in the world for several years. Um, and you know, he, he's one of the guys on the U S team, you know, right now and in the past decade, that's that's one of the best guys on the senior level team to maybe not win a final. Um, so I think that there's a lot of debate here for James Green, uh, but Brian Snyder's also got a got a resume. So one of you guys want to take that away? I can do it. Um, fourth, fifth, second, second for Brian Snyder. Uh, lost to T.J. Williams and um, Luke Becker in the finals, both in tiebreakers. Wow. Um, so that's rough. He was uh, – his seeds were fifth, third, second, first. Um, and that's – I hear that two tiebreaker losses in the finals back-to-back years. That's pretty heartbreaking. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if he had any senior level success, but Ryan Snyder is definitely like our oldest guy in the in the bracket. Um, he's a guy that I had to go back to 99 to get some of his results because he, he got fifth in 99. Um, yeah, I think that's a good thing to point out too when you're talking about years um, for people listening. You know, if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, we're doing the years 2000 through 2020. So the last 20 years. Obviously, there's plenty of dudes, you know, previous that, that never won a title that are great. Um, but just for research purposes, it's kind of hard to go back that far, um, get accurate data. But I think another thing I saw about Brian Snyder was that uh, he was, I think he's the, the right now still the winningest Husker in history. I think he, I think he has the, the best winning percentage. It was like 92% or best something. Best winning percentage, 0.925, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. at it right now. So 93, really, if you round up. Um, yeah. That's crazy. 93% of your matches in your career, right? Not a year. <laughs> That's insane, um, man. But I don't know, man. I don't know where to go. This this is another one that's really hard for me because you know, obviously Snyder's an older guy, so I don't have the the firsthand watching him, you know, experience. I I don't even know if you guys do. I don't. I've, yeah. uh, I've never seen him wrestle. So this this is one that's like, are we gonna take NCAA over senior level success, or are we gonna? take senior level success over NCAAs. Because if we take an NCAAs, I feel like it's got to be Snyder. Four-time All-American, two-time finalist, was literally seconds away from winning it. Um, yeah. James Green, yeah, I think I'm leaning. I'm going to go with Snyder just because James Green didn't even make a final. I mean, obviously, he's a beast. He's made world teams. But I don't know. He couldn't, he couldn't put it together at the tournament. And um, Snyder obviously was right there losing in tiebreakers like that. And made two finals, so I'm going Snyder. Yeah, me as well. I'm going to go Snyder. I think that it's easy to kind of get swayed by recency bias here and think about how great James Green has been, but especially when we don't, you know, have the personal experience with Snyder. But yeah, two finals, lost in tiebreakers. I mean, it that that's definitely one of the guys that that should have won. I mean, uh, yeah, right I there. T.J. Williams and Luke Becker are two. Well-known, really good guys from that time time era, so. Yeah. Jack, are you, you following suit with us, or are you are – you Yeah, no, that way? makes my job easy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Snyder. Um, I think James Green is unreal, and definitely when you think of James Green, it's like, man, how did he not win it, you know? Like, yeah. you were pulling for. I remember being really – there were a few times where I, as a – uh as like a spectator i've been really upset about people losing at ncaa's and james green losing to dylan ness was one of them the other one was in like 06 when mako lost to conrad i was bawling crying because <laughs> mako lost i was like a hardcore mako fan and was just bawling crying my dad was like what is wrong with you you don't even know this guy why do you love him so much we're like the only people left because no one stays for heavyweight yeah. <laughs> It was, I'm just like, nah. So we're on, we're on opposite sides for the green Ness one because that was one of my favorite memories. And, oh, man, that was awesome. I was a huge Ness fan back then. And it's hard to not be a fan of him. That was just like, you can't, like, obviously if you're a big James Green fan, that sucked, right? But, like, if, 
man, you can't just not appreciate that moment. You know, like that was, that was insane. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you can not appreciate it. I, I get it. For- <laughs> Minnesota. I don't know why, but I just didn't like Minnesota. I yeah. guess when I first started like really getting into watching it, they were kind of the powerhouse um, yeah. at that moment. Cause then they won like three in a row and they were always right there or not three in a row. They won two in a row. And that was when I kind of started. Yeah. So I've, I've always been a big Iowa guy and it's just because like that first year I started watching the guys that I like attach myself to whatever, say what you want. Um, <laughs> but I, I got to pick my own team. And that first year when I watched like the, the guys that I attached myself to and that I wanted to be like was McDonough and Metcalf. I love those two guys. They were my favorite wrestlers of all time to start off with. And so that's why I became an Iowa fan. Um, but there was definitely that those years with, with Ness, I mean, we could talk about it later, but those years with Ness, like I really did kind of like the Gophers, the guys, the lineup they had. That was a lot of fun, that lineup. Um, but that's half of the bracket down. Let's go ahead and move over to the second half and, and maybe maybe go a little bit quicker uh, so we don't make this thing too long. We have a habit of make, talking for three hours. Um, but anyways, over to the second half, uh, the number two seed, Mike McMullen, versus the number 31 seed, Matt Kolodzik. Um yeah, I'll talk about Kolodzik here for a second. He was a, a four-time AA, um, you know, counting this, this corona year, which, again, I count 100%. I think we've talked about that before. Um, but Kolodzik definitely deserves to be in this because, you know, especially after he got third as, I think, a sophomore, we kind of expected, like, national title contention after, with him. Um you know, uh, it was unfortunate that he didn't get a chance because when I picked my bracket, I believe I, I think I had, I had him either making the semis or the finals in my bracket this year. I had him winning. Um, yeah, I, I think that he he definitely had a shot for sure. Um, so I think taking this year into into account is a big deal for for this one. Um, but Mike McMullen, uh, you want to tell us a little about him, Jack? Yeah. So third, second, third, third. I, like I said earlier, uh, sometimes a third's better than a second. Um, he was seated first a lot, yeah. uh, I believe. Actually, he wasn't. He was seated 10th, 5th, 6th, 2nd. Mm. Wow. So, I mean, he wasn't seated high and just turned it up at the NCAAs. Um, he was like a guy it. that was in that. He was with Kuhn and, and all those guys. Tony Nelson was, I think, his finals loss. Yeah, uh, yeah I remember that one. I think McMullen's actually the reason Gwazdowski's not a four-time All-American, if I remember correctly. Gwazdowski is a four-time All-American. He got eighth his first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, he maybe it wasn't the round of 12. Maybe it was the next match. I think he beat him in that next match then. But I remember him beating him in the console in the backside. Wow. I'm a moron. But <laughs> it was definitely – I think it was that next match that he beat him. Yeah. So I'm going to take McMullen. Um, I think this one's kind of easy, um, sadly. I think Kolodzik gets this year. Hopefully he's not in this bracket. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully he wins. Uh, it's one of the saddest stories, you know, with the coronavirus. Just a guy that got his red shirt pulled in February. Only got to wrestle a few matches his senior year. Um, really nice guy. His sister actually went to UVA, so I know him a little. Uh, yeah. I'm on board with McMullen as well. Um yeah, I think, you know, obviously Klodzik's a beast, really good wrestler. For me, it was 
I just think, like, I was pretty, you know, looking back at McMullen, it's like, dang, you know, that dude didn't win, you know, and he was, he was that good. But when I look at Klodzik, you know, I think he had an opportunity to win. He was very good, but it was never a huge, like, I wasn't super shocked when he didn't win. So I feel like I was more shocked, like, McMullen didn't get it done one of those years. But I don't know, like I said, both really good guys and body of work, you know, McMullen 3-2, is is tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going McMullen. You have to go McMullen in this one. I think that it's it's definitely one that, that kind of sucks a little bit just because, like you're saying, Kolodzik, I mean, ultimate team guy, right? Pulls his red shirt right at the end of the year and then, you know, kind of gets crapped on with, with the corona like everybody else. But that was definitely one of the saddest uh, for the coronavirus situation. Um, but, yeah, McMullen moves on. All right, we're going to jump down and go – 15 seed Chris Flieger versus 18 seed Logan Storley. Um, I guess, I'll, Jack, I'll let you start off with Chris Flieger. I got to run to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Chris Flieger, third, second, second. Um, he got beat by Travis Lee and Matt Valenti in the finals. Um, weird guy because he wrestled in um, 2002, 2003, and then 2006. Um, so a couple gap years. I don't really know much about why he was out um, for that long or if he didn't place. Um, but definitely like a weird uh, span of time. Um, what was he? Can you say that? What was his results? Third, second, second. So, yeah, he got beat by Travis Lee and Matt Valenti in the finals. So really, really good losses. Um, but – uh, just couldn't get it done. When he got third, Stephen Abbas won it in 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Storley, four-time All-American. Um, trying to think, did he – he didn't make the finals, did he? No, I don't think he ever got better than fourth. So sixth, fourth, third, sixth – or fourth. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely right up there, you know, with James Green as one of the better guys that never made a finals for sure. Yeah. Um, super solid. I think he does have going for him. He has beaten a lot of those guys that I think won, you know, won the brackets those years. He was always back and forth with a lot of those dudes, and I think that he's another guy that just never really put it together at the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah, you got his seats going into the tournament by chance. Yeah, so fourth, sixth, sixth, sixth. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think he was just super consistent, solid, but never quite cracking on the very top of the, you know, food chain with those guys. But, you know, he's, he's definitely, definitely solid. solid I think guy. he's kind of the type of guy that was like, he'd be a really good dual team guy. Mm-hmm. Like someone yeah. that you can count on to go get a win. Um, yeah. But when I think of the best to never win, I don't really think like Logan Storley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard whenever they don't make finals. Oh. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I got Chris Flieger uh, just for that. I mean, it's just hard, you know, two-time finalist versus no-time finalist. Yeah, I got Flieger as well. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, it's definitely gonna be Flieger. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get a second to talk about Storley. Man, I, I loved watching Storley. Um, he was very, yeah, he was exciting to watch. He had that huge win over over. Uh, Dude from Nebraska. What's his name? Losing his name. Kokesh. Kokesh. All right. So, yeah, that huge win over Kokesh in the quarters. 
um, when Kokesh was either the one or two seed and he was, Kokesh was up by a point and Storley like dove and Kokesh oh. was running away. Right. There's like 10 seconds left and Kokesh literally chose to turn and run and Storley just dove at his ankles and grabbed him and got the two and got the takedown. Um, that was really cool. And I, I loved watching him. He was just a gamer dude always showed up and beat people he wasn't supposed to beat. Um, he wasn't ever favored to be in a final, but he was definitely a guy that, that turned it on. Um, so I think it, it's cool that he's in here and it's good that we get to talk about him, but at the end of the day, it's, it's definitely gotta be Flieger. So we're all Flieger. Yep. yep. All right. Um, cool. So jumping down number 10, Tyrone Lewis versus number 23, Lance Palmer, man. Um, this one's crazy. I, I think for as far as Palmer goes, I I remember watching him wrestle because like I said, you know, when I started really getting into wrestling hardcore, I was a huge Brent Metcalf fan. And this was like the match, man. You know, like everybody talks about, you know, the last couple of years we had, you know, Mark Hall, Zahid Valencia, um, you know, big rival, Bo Nickel, Miles Martin, big rivalries like that. Um, if you're a younger listener, like this, this is that rivalry, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and it was so much fun to watch. I think I would really compare it to that Bo Miles Martin rivalry because um, Bo kind of got the better of, of Mymar most of the time. Um, but, but uh, you know, Mymar got him once or twice. I, I think this is kind of the same thing where Palmer was right there with Metcalf every single time. I think he might have only got him once, but it was for a Big Ten title. Um, and so uh, Palmer made one final, uh, was a four time All American. Definitely, definitely one of the, the better guys to not win one. Um, but let's hear about Tyrone Lewis. Yeah, so Tyrone Lewis, um, fifth, third, fifth, second. Um, I, I don't know if y'all have ever watched him wrestle in the finals against Troy Letters, but um, like he just starts bawling, crying after he loses on the mat. And like the announcers are like really complimentary of his career. Like they even say he might be one of the better people to never win um he's a guy that was just before my time but like when I think of someone who was like the best to never win uh he's definitely one of the people that come like first to my mind um but this is a super hard first round match um yeah so he he was seated for third third first in the NCAAs um and the year that he got third, uh, let me pull it up. The year that he got third, uh, where is he? Uh, Joe Heskett won it. Uh, a lot of these guys, like, I'm just not super familiar with. Matt Lackey got second. Robbie Waller got sixth. Who um, in the finals? He lost to Troy Letters. Okay. Yeah. Troy Letters was pretty young, I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know, man. It's this one's this one's a little difficult for me. I think if you look at statistics wise, you know, obviously the placements were a little bit better for for Lewis. Um, but if you look at the the finals, letters obviously great. Metcalf, I think I'd probably lean more Metcalf in that situation, who was you know maybe a harder harder one to beat. I, man, I don't know. I'm interested to see what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I'm not – yeah, I mean, I don't know the guys that Tyrone was wrestling really a whole lot. So, it's a little 
little trickier. I'm going to go with Tyrone. Just, you know, his stats are a little bit better. And it, I mean, that's really what I'm going with on this one. I think Palmer had a great career. And, you know, beat Medcalf is a big deal. But I just, I don't know. Well, I'm going to leave Jack at the end because I don't think he's been at the end yet. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Palmer. Uh, I I can lean both ways. But, again, this is another one of those situations where I don't have a whole lot of personal knowledge on Tyrone Lewis. Um, you know, I've seen matches. I've heard great things. But, you know, maybe a little bit more of a, a bias for me watching Palmer so much. Um, he really was was great. And you know, both of these guys, you know, kind of were iffy with their seeds, like overperforming some years, underperforming some years. Um, so I don't think that's really a big deal. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it to, to Palmer with, you know, that loss to Metcalf where he, he did already, he did also beat Metcalf. Um, so I'm going to give it to Palmer and I'm going to, I'm going to let Jack uh, figure it out for us. All right. I've got a few issues, first off, with the all-decade duels, and people were saying that Zane and Metcalf would be, like, super close. Zane was unreal. I don't, I don't think it would be that close. I think it would be Zane every time. Yeah. Um, but I've got Palmer. And I've got Palmer because although, on paper, Tyron Lewis has got better stats, obviously. He's seated higher. Palmer's eighth. This is his weight class. First, Brent Metcalf. Second, Bubba Jenkins. Third, Jordan Burroughs. Fourth, Josh Torella. Fifth, Darian Caldwell. Sixth, J.P. O'Connor. Seventh, Dustin Schlater. Eighth, Lance Palmer. That is the toughest weight of all time. I will take that to my grave. That eighth place is like just as good as some people's national championship. <laughs> so, That's wild. I'm taking Palmer, but that weight class, just, it's on like it. Yeah, it's good. That's crazy. Yeah, that bracket's always so wild to even think about. All right, let's move on to the next weight class. Uh, or not the next weight class, but the next uh, next matchup. So we're moving down. We've got number seven, Dylan Ness, versus number 26, Zach Sanders. Battle of the Gophers. Um, what are you guys seeing here? Or... You want to go, Seth? So Dylan Ness, monster. What was he, uh, three-time A? Four-time. Four time was he four time and then finalist. Um, he's beaten two time. two time finalist, beating some monsters. He lost to uh, Martinez in a final, and who's his other loss in the final? He lost to Martinez and Daringer. No, no, not Martinez. He lost to Molinero and Daringer. He was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Supposed yep. to hit Imar his senior year, but that's yep. the year he got hurt in the semis and had to had to forfeit out. Yeah. So. He's a beast, one of the most exciting guys to watch, you know, ever, always letting it fly, doing some crazy stuff that dude's flipping dudes over from his back, pinning them somehow, just nuts. And then um, Zach Sanders, also four-time AA, I believe. Um, don't think he made – did he make a final? I didn't think so. He was um, – Zach Sanders went – do you have it up, Jacob? Um, yeah, I do. I can't find it online. So, Zach, okay. Zach Sanders went – where is he at? Okay, 6553. Five, three. Yeah, so I was going to say he was in that 3-5 to five range. He was – yeah. I mean, I'll go right away. I got Dylan Ness. That man, fun to watch. I, I know him a little bit. Um, he's a monster. I think we actually got the same birthday, so that's kind of cool. 
But uh, yeah, he he's a monster. He lets it fly. Um, and he's beaten a lot of great guys. And he's one of the dudes that I think I think of when you say best to never win, just because he was he was right in my kind of time area. He's a little older than me, but I knew him a little bit, and I just always love watching him. So he's a guy that I definitely think of. Um, Zach Sanders, also a really good guy, fun to watch. Um, I just feel like there was always guys that you knew he, he wasn't going to get by. Like, he, he was right there, super good. He was super consistent. You know, like like we said, I think about somebody else that he, he was a really good dual team guy. You know, he was most likely going to get a win for the team. But he just he just he was just a little bit underneath those, those top-tier guys, I feel like, every year, where I think Ness – could have won it any of those years, and he really was right where, right there with those guys. And he ran into Molinero and Derringer, and those guys are amazing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we said Zach Sanders four-time AA. He went six-five-five-three. Um, yeah, I think this is one of the easier ones where Ness made two finals. Should have been in three if not for an injury. Um, and so statistically, you have to go Ness here. I'm going to go Ness for sure. Um, I think that if you look at Ness's career, he is 100% worthy of, of one of the best to never win. Um, as a freshman, he lost in the NCAA finals to Frank Molinaro. Um, and that was the Frank Molinaro that had, you know, consistently got better every year, lost in the finals to Cal Dake and was just not going to be denied. Um, so he lost to Molinaro. He got, what did he get, fourth or something? Yeah, fourth. Um, and then when he lost in the finals junior year to Daringer, um, that was, I think that might have been Daringer's first title. Um, maybe, I want to say, but uh, that was kind of, you know, when, when Daringer exploded onto the scene. And then um, senior year, it was just basically known that, that Ness and Martinez were going to meet up in the finals. Martinez got the better of him during the year. Um, and, and probably would have in the finals anyway, um, but it, we didn't get to see it because Ness got hurt and had to had a medical forfeit all the way out of the tournament to get six. So, um, dude should have been a three-time finalist, and you know possibly could have beat Imar. So it's definitely Ness for me. Yeah, I've got Ness as well. I mean, two-time finalist, four-time All-American. You really and the I should probably be a. Th- three-time finalist if you think about it um if he doesn't get hurt yep absolutely um, you know ifs and buts you know, yeah. you know. Um, I, don't, I don't think we have any three-time finalists in here so if that would have uh, happened he would have yeah. been the only three-time finalist but yeah. yeah cool so we're all agreement on that one uh we'll, we'll go to the number three seed colin moore and the number 30 seed dustin uh, Minotti. So Colin Moore is definitely a, a recency kind of thing. Everybody knows Colin Moore. We even had a guy on Twitter uh, comment and say Colin Moore wins the whole thing. Um, and I don't know if I, I necessarily agree with that at this point, uh, but you know, who knows, who knows he might make it, but I, I think I definitely got him in this match. Um, I guess we'll talk about him for a second. Colin Moore was a four time all American uh, got better every year. I believe he went four, three, two, and then was the one seed. Uh, and, and that's, that's why we got him so high. A lot of people, I think probably look at the bracket and wonder, you know, why he's so high because of, you know, this year. Um, but you know, what Jack did was went ahead and I think you gave them the, the seed they had, right? 
Yeah, so for Colin Moore, obviously I didn't give him a first, but I gave him a second. So yeah. I gave him a second, um, Kolodzik a sixth. Um, yeah, I just went ahead and gave him the seed. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it um, because I don't think it's fair to just throw him way down the list because he didn't get the chance. Um, I mean, it sucks to have to give him like credit for something he didn't actually earn, but I think that's definitely a better way to do it. And it's a hard situation, so. Yeah, um, I mean, he dominated this year. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. he was he was one of the Hodge front runners outside of Spencer Lee. I think it would have been his, you know. So it's yeah, this is this is where it. Gets, I mean, it's a tricky one. It sucks, you know. I feel feel really bad for uh, Colin, but uh, yeah, he's in now. He's gonna be known as I guess one of the best to never win, but. Yeah, he, he, he had a killer year, killer career, and um, I don't really know much about Dustin Minotti, but either way, I think Colin's one of my favorites in the bracket, and I'm going with him. Yeah. Um, for for Minotti, looking back at his career, he went eighth, fourth, sixth, third. Um, he wrestled for Cornell. You know, a bunch of wins, obviously a great guy. Um, I think he kind of is one of the ones on here that, that maybe people weren't expecting to ha to actually win a title, um, but, you know, snuck on because he had such a great career and, and really good stats and placements. Um, but people definitely did expect Colin Moore to win a title this year, if not other years. You know, his sophomore year, he was expected to win a title as well. So um, definitely Colin Moore for me. Seth, you said you had Colin Moore too? Yep. All right. And Jack? Yeah, Colin Moore, um, for sure. Uh, but I've got a funny story about Dustin Minotti, actually. So his senior year, um, Garland was coaching at Cornell, and uh, Minotti came in, three-time All-American, um, was like, I don't want to wrestle. Like, I don't want to do it. Um, the only way I'm going to do it is if I don't run, I don't do – I only practice when I want to, and I only practice with you. I don't want to be told what to do by Cole or anything. I just want to listen to you. And Garland was like, uh, uh, okay. And so he ended up getting third that year, but only wrestling with a 125 pounder. Um, That's crazy. Every day. <laughs> That's yeah. so wild. Yeah, so yeah. he just didn't do any conditioning, just went in a couple times a week with Garland and ended up getting third at NCAAs. Hey, man, sometimes people just know what's best for them, you know? I get like, it. My body was breaking down. I'm sure yeah. same with Seth, but... I, I think <laughs> that's one of the hardest things to, like, to figure out as a person, too. You know, obviously, I haven't been in the situation like you guys have, but in any situation, like, a lot of times, you know what's best for yourself, you know? And it's kind of hard to, like, believe in that and go against what, you know, coaches or other people are telling you. And, I mean, that sounds like it was a good decision for him because... You know, going from an eight, four, and a six, which are which are good, to three, is you know it worked out for the best. So, yeah. um, but dude, these these last three matches are all great. Um, starting with the 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 next one is number fourteen Mitchell Port and number nineteen Craig Brester. Man, those seeds just don't make sense in my head looking at these two names. Um, but that's, I mean, that's part of the fun of it. And that's why I love the way that we seeded it. Um, and I, I, you guys want to take it away on any of these guys? I can do Brester real quick. Okay. Um, he got fourth, second, second. And both years that he got second, 
He lost to Jake Varner in the finals. Yeah. That's a – I mean, like, they were both in 12, so I'm sure they wrestled a ton. Uh, Brester was the one seed the first year that Varner won it, so I'm assuming he had a win in the Big 12s over Varner. Uh, man, I mean, right there – the only reason he, he didn't win a, a title is an Olympic champ, right? And I – this is a really tough one for me because that is like that's really hard to get past. I mean, two second place finishes, both to Jake Varner. You know, like you're saying, he po- he possibly beat him in his career. Um, but on the other end, Mitchell Port, I think, is definitely one of the the best dudes on here too. Um, he was brought up in our all decade duels several times, just because of how great his career was. He went. So he didn't place, you know, just like Brester, neither one of them placed the first year. Um, but then after that, he went 2-3-2. Two, two. And I I can't remember the other final. Y'all have to help me out. But I know he lost to Steber in one of them. Um, I want to say it was Steber and Zane. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that's, that's as bad – that's as crazy as Varner. You know, like – Originally thinking about losing to Varner twice, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy definitely probably going to win. But Port losing to Steber and Zane is the same thing, if not better. I mean, yeah, we definitely got to look at some of the wins. Like, like I keep getting caught up in who they lost to, and Seth keeps getting me back on track. But uh, <laughs> we got to we got to look at who they who they beat for this one for sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up Port stuff now. I mean, the weight classes that Brester was in are pretty insane. Um, like, one year it was Phil Davis, Wynn McCulloch, uh, Hudson Taylor, Brester, Josh Glenn, uh, and then Max Askren. Another one, it's Jake Varner, Hudson Taylor, Tyrell Todd, Cam Simaz, Max Askren. And then the last year is Varner, Brester, Simaz, Hudson Taylor again, Gelagayev, Brandvold. I mean, that's pretty, pretty solid bracket right there. Really yeah. tough. Been ninety-seven like that in a long time. I mean, and and you look at Port. I mean, Port has wins. He, he beat Anthony Ashnault. He lost in the finals to Logan Steber, eleven to five. So he. I mean, I think there's something to say for not getting majored by Steber. Lost to Steber twice. And he finals. lost to Steber another time. Wait, he lost. To, Maybe no, not. No. Uh, he not. lost to Steber in the duel that year by three points, right? So he's right there with Steber. Um, let's look at some other wins that he has. You know, he lost. Oh, dude, he lost. He lost in the NCAA championships. I, th- I don't. I think this might have been a semifinal, but it tiebreakers with Zane. He lost in tiebreaker two with Zane. Um, there, there's not a whole lot of, of huge wins on here, but I think. That has to. Zane. We have to take that into effect awesome. into account. That he beat Zane. did he I beat think. Zane? Yeah, the year that Zane got fifth, he beat him in the Concy semis. Wow. Three to okay. one. Granted, Zane's a true freshman. Yeah. So we gotta take that into account for sure. But that true freshman also beat Logan Steber. Yeah, but he also has a win over uh, a five point win over Ashnall. That's a good one. Yeah, major Dardanes in the round of twelve. I and I, I'll go first. I'm going recency bias. I'm a Port fan. I'm going Port. 
All right, I'll go next. I'm actually going to go Brester just, be, just because <laughs> the brackets you named off, you know, for your Max Askren, Cam Simons, Bramble, the dudes in there, he had to have knocked off a lot of those dudes if he was a two-time finalist. So I'm going Brester. But did he have a win over Zane? Did he hang with <laughs> Steve and Zane? Two freshman Zane. I'm assuming he didn't have a win over Zane. <laughs> I don't even know. Was it, yeah, Zane was an eight-year-old at the time or something. <laughs> I just think – I think this would be a way clearer decision if we looked on here and saw that Port got beat up by Zane and Steber. He did but, get beat up by Steber. He handled him. Okay, whatever. All right, he wrestled Steber twice, and in one of those matches it was six to three. So a three six to three can be a pretty dominant win. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dominant. absolutely. But can we think back about what Steber did to people? Steber destroyed everybody. Okay, so him just not getting majored by Steber is is something to be said. You're making y'all's arguments. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> um, Thank you, this, might, this might be my only <laughs> chance to ever have a win over Seth Gross. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I've got Port. Oh, whoa. I'm a huge Zane fan. If he beats Zane, like, uh, freshman. Or freshman not. Zane. Didn't they wrestle later in, the career, in their career? Yeah, he said it was overtime. It was overtime. Tiebreaker two. They wrestled more than that, even, I think. I think Zane got only a little two I could find. Uh, only two I right. could find. But, I mean, yeah, I think that was a big one for me. Like, I definitely was leaning Brester and then seeing how close he was with Zane and, you know, and with Steber, even though, you know, that, that was definitely going to be a handled, a controlled so match you by Steber. a Zane win – as a true freshman, and then an over and then an overtime loss is better than this dude that probably beat. I know. I guess we didn't look it up. Let's beat, see who he beat. Did he because beat Varner at some point? Because if this dude beat Varner, yeah, you, you guys got got a messed up on here. How? If he beat Varner, bro, that's a bit. That's a better Olympic okay. champ. This is Brett's ride. What to was the Varner? Point. Was it Varner a three timer or two timer? Two time. He was a four-time finalist. He got second, second, first, first. So, okay, so that's right. his ride to the finals. The only person I really know is Hudson Taylor. He beat Hudson Taylor in the semis 1-0. Cam Simas was on the other side. Galagayev was on the other side. Branvold was on the other side. Barner was on the other side. Um, yeah, those are the people I named. Okay, Junior. You're trying to use this bracket, and they were all on the other side. Hey. They were <laughs> all on the other side. Really? And he made the finals, so he didn't have to see – he only had to see one of them. Okay, this one's a little tougher. I'll give him that. Kale Byers, I didn't even know was on his side. Clayton Foster's on his side, didn't All-American. Tyrell Todd was the other guy he beat. But he didn't beat Clayton Foster. Clayton Foster lost to Kale Byers, who was, yeah. like, running for world teams and stuff um, at 97 kilos. But Max Askren was on the other side. Cam Simas was on the other side. Varner was on the other side. Uh, Hudson Taylor was on the other side. Oh. All right, Jack, are you sticking with your pick or are you changing it? I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking yeah, Port. All right. Um, okay. One last try. That's another one, though, guys. Like that, That's another one just like we kind of – even better than we're talking about Isaac Jordan earlier, where if you stick Brester in almost any other match, I think he wins most of the other ones. Um, but – yeah, it, it's a tough one. So last two, uh, we've got Tyler Graff versus Montel Marion. 
Tyler Graff's the 11 seed. Montel Marion's the 22 seed. And the only reason for that is that Tyler Graff was a four-time All-American and Montel was not because he didn't – I think he might have got beat out his freshman year. Either that or he didn't make the tournament. Because I know he wasn't in the tournament at all. Um, so we only got three years of Montel. But I'll take Montel real quick. Montel was a, like I said, three-time All-American. He got second, I believe fourth second. Um, and in his two finals is another guy where – another situation where this dude lost to some of the greats of all time, right? He lost to Kyle Dake one time, and he lost to Kellen Russell. Um, so that that's another situation where, again, I hate talking about losses, but, like, there really are some losses where it's almost like you're, you were – the second national champion, you know, like you lost to Kale Sanderson. Like I'm comfortable saying besides Kale Sanderson, you're the best dude in that weight. You know, like I, I think that Montel was just right there and happened to hit some of the greats and had really close matches with them. So Montel was, was great. What about Tyler Graff? What do y'all think? What do y'all got about him? Um, Four time AA finalist third, uh, I don't know what else. Two fifths after that, or before that. He got better every year, so he went five, five, three, two, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Made a world team last year. That was one of that was an awesome moment in wrestling yep. to me. I got sure. super cool when he made the world team. Just kind of bust out crying, tell how how much that meant to him. But oh yeah, that's that's a guy that if you're not pulling for him, like I don't know who you. What's wrong with your heart? Because that was really cool to see him. Yeah, and I mean, he was just so he was super solid, and yeah, just continued to get a little bit better, keep knocking on that door, and he was always he was always right there. I mean, he lost that crazy overtime match to Ramos, and that was the year yeah. that was in the finals, right? Yeah. So that's a little bit about Graf. Best stare down of all time. Okay. So I just looked up Montel Marion's runs to the finals. The first one was kind of like everything fell into place. So the three seed got upset by Jermaine Lindsay. And then Jamal Parks, who was the two seed, got upset by Tyler Nauman, who was the 10 seed. So he didn't hit a seeded wrestler until the finals. Actually, he hit the 10 seed in the semis. But he didn't hit a seeded wow. wrestler. So I was that's like, good. wow, that's like kind of a pretty lucky run to the finals. I mean – Whatever luck matchups, whatever. That was the year he hit Dake, right? He lost like seven to three. Seven three, um, and then I mean, Graf has had such a, a solid career. I looked up Montel Marion's second run of the finals. Second round beat Mitchell Port. Quarterfinals beat Boris Novachkov. Semifinals beat Kendrick Maple. Wow. And then, and then lost, lost to Kellen to Russell. Overtime. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Marion here. Um, all respect to Graf, you know, especially on the senior level. I, he obviously had a, a better senior level because I don't even know if Montel went senior mm-hmm. level. But, but uh, it's, yeah. What was, Talk- what was Graf's run to the finals? Let's find it. He wrestled Shop. Shop was on opposite. He Ramos beat Shop, I think. It was so nice. That 2014, you think? When do you think that was? Yes, I think that was 2014. Yeah. Oh, wow. <sighs> Cody Brewer in the quarters, Joe Clone in the semis. Mm. Wow. That's tough. 
Who was I'm on still... the other side? Who did Ramos wrestle in the semis? He okay. So Ramos beat Richards in the second round. Zane Richards in the second round. Mason Beckman in the quarters. AJ Shop in the semis. Wow, that weight was pretty stacked. That was, that was stacked. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm what still. The, what? Who did he lose to when he got third? Uh, that was probably the year before, right? Yeah, so 2013. I'm kind of all mixed up. You're good. Um, we do kind of got to move a little bit and get these last couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stick with Marion while you're looking. Uh, just looking at, man, the two dudes he lost to in the finals and, and his run, like you said, senior year to the finals. I mean, he he's he's got to win for me. Uh, Graf got beat by Ramos in overtime. Uh, in the he got third, too. And then he beat the year he got third. And then he beat Dardanes, and then he beat AJ Shop for third. All right, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Graf, man, Wisconsin guy. Uh, solid career, kept getting better, and he had an overtime loss in the finals. I mean, he was definitely you know that match could have went either way, and he lost overtime when he went to semis with Ramos, but. It's a, I think it's another up in the air one, but the four-time All-American, I'm going to go with Tyler Graff. Montel also had an overtime loss in one of his finals. <laughs> AJ Shop, Joe Clone, and Cody Brewer, Cody Brewer. versus Boris um, Novotkov, Mitchell Port, and Kendrick Maple. Kendrick Maple and- Kellen Russell and who did and, and well, Tony Ramos? No, he's talking about wins because they both have oh, wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shop's a big win. I think Shop was could have been on this bracket. Yeah, where's Shop at? Well, I only put four-time A's and three-time All-Americans with two finalists. Uh, what was he? he? Was a he was? Oh yeah, he was a round of twelve freshman year, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And I don't think he ever made a finals. Yeah, no. He was freaking, bro. He, I still can't. He lost first round pin just about everybody on the way back. That was wild. Yeah, still unreal. Who you got, Jack? Uh, I'll go Montel Marion. I think I just think two finalists, two finals is better than four All Americans. Hey, aren't you the one that sat here saying third can be just as good as second sometimes? Yeah, but Graf Sometimes. had one of those. What's that? Graf had two fifths. I don't know. I just you're right. Sometimes a third is better than a second, and probably in this case. And you, you you could say you could argue that a fourth is similar to a fifth. Is you know you have two losses in both a fourth and a fifth. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I like Marion. Let's keep an Iowa guy in here. Um, for Iowa Twitter. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right, last one. Um, we got a couple minutes and got to close it out. So the last one, we got number six, Bo Jordan versus number twenty-seven, Mac Lunas. This one's crazy. I don't. I still don't ha- have an inkling of which way I'm going. Um, but I think you know, I- I'll I'll take Mac Lunas, I guess, for a second. Um, Mac Lunas, I believe, got fourth, DMP'd second and fourth. I believe is how it went. Um, he, as a sophomore, was the number one seed in the tournament um, and ended up DMP because he got hurt. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's 
safe to say he would have all american at least, I would think, out of the one seat as a sophomore, um, if not won the whole thing. So, you know, that he was actually an undefeated one seed too. I think he was like 35 and 0. And so that, mm, that that's that's gotta be a tough pill to swallow, being undefeated one seed and and you know, ended up not placing at all. Uh, and then his junior year, he was also undefeated heading into the the tournament was the undefeated one seed again. And that's when he met Jay Borschel in the finals and Jay Borschel took him down. Uh, Mac Lunas hadn't been taken down the entire year and Borschel took him down either two or three times. Um, so, you know, he, he really was awesome. He, he was in a lot of really hammer filled brackets. I look back at some of those brackets and dude, there's some guys in there that I, I got to look them back up. And if we had time, I'd look them back up, but man, it, he he really was in some tough brackets. Uh, what do you guys think about Bojo? So he got third, third, second, fifth, lost to Mark Hall in the finals. Uh, I mean, he was always a guy that was really good. I mean, number one recruit out of high school. I think he kind of, like, he was expected to be – I mean, he was beating Imar. Uh, he beat Imar in the uh, Ironman finals. Like, that's how good he was. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. He's just a guy that was always counted on. I mean, captain as a freshman. So, great personality, great leader sort of thing. Uh, just can never get it done, I guess. Yeah. I'll just – I'll go ahead and start it off. Um, I'm going to pick Lunas. Uh, and the reason for me picking Lunas, these guys are both great. And, you know, statistics-wise, we can argue all day. Um, but in the end, at the end of the day, I think that – you know, there was multiple times where Mac Lunas was seen as the guy to win the title and was the favorite. Um, and I don't think Bo was ever the favorite to win the title. Um, so I'm going to go Mac Lunas. I mean, I think the undefeated seasons are pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Especially when they're 30 plus wins in both of them. I'll upset it. I'll go Lunas. All right. Yeah, I'd actually, I'm leaning Lunas too, just because. I don't know. I like you said, Bo, Bo Jordan was a B, super reliable, but I don't think I was ever shocked that, you know, out of high school, I would have said, hey, this dude's going to win a national title. But once he, you know, he got going and stuff, it was like, I don't know. The, the guys that beat him, I thought were going to beat him. And I never was like, dang, I can't believe this dude never won. Yeah. And, you know, I think Mac Lunas, you know, being injured was tough, but he was one seed, made the finals, lost to Borsal, you know, one of the really good wrestlers obviously in himself but yeah i got Lunas. awesome so we got the first round done man that was fun um we're uh i'm looking forward to the second round that's gonna be cool so the second round just a preview real quick if you're not if you're not watching the video on youtube uh, we're gonna have Hayeswinkle versus Tringe, simmons versus uh percival caldwell versus coon tannenbaum versus snyder mcmullen versus flieger Palmer versus Ness, Colin Moore versus Mitchell Port, Montel Marion versus Mac Lunas. Man, this, I mean, this, this thing is awesome. This is really cool. Um, I'm glad we did this, but uh, I got to run. Uh, so I know we got to, got to kind of cut it off and, and roll on to, to doing actual stuff in life. Uh, but we will be back and do the next, uh, next round very soon. Um, so make sure that you 
wherever you're, you're watching or wherever you're listening to this podcast, go on there and give us a five-star rate and review. Um, follow us on Twitter, HMA Wrestling. I'm sure you probably already follow Seth and Jack on, on Twitter. Um, and then myself, HMA Jacob. But we thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. And we will see you next time.